YG just pulled up in his Maybach one day and was just in my Welcome to ODP, yeah, you know we, we be keeping it real on Open Door Policy. See? I'm Jess. And I'm Steph. And we're here with producer, songwriter, singer, rapper, Marky Basie. Hey! That was such a tight intro. Yeah, did you like that? that? Dude, yes. <laughs> nice. And we actually put oh the OPP. One day we were yeah, like, you know, wait a second, yeah, open you door know policy. We. And it came together and we were just so stoked out there. And I think it's nice because we're best friends so we could just like fuck around and make Isn't it. Isn't an open door policy like when your mom doesn't want to catch you like getting a blowjob in your room when you're in high school? <laughs> I mean, So honest, you have to have your door it open? Can be. So nothing can happen? Yeah. What else is open door policy? Well, we were thinking because we like to have <laughs> oh, it just open means form like of anyone can come through. Or also, yes. like, yeah, we can talk about anything. You know, doors stay open in this house. Yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about what's happening today. We're here at House of Blues and you. We're touring, or are touring with BB, but unfortunately she cannot make the show tonight. So this is your show tonight. So this is your show. How are you feeling? What are you going, what's going through your head? Well, it was my show the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> Before um, she said things straight. No disrespect to BB. BB's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, she's just sick. She'll, she'll be back. She mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, it's really, a, it gets, when you go on tour, you get sick when you're a singer. Every time. I could, like, not be sick for 18 months or yeah. some shit and drink and party every single night and record every night. I sing more when I'm off the road because I'm recording so much. I sing for like seven hours. But for some reason, the like the stress of like everyday waking like, like just checking where your voice is at or something, it's like gets stressful and I feel like it knocks people out. And, yeah. But she'll be back in a couple of days. Cool. And you guys' next stop is... Texas. Texas. So you guys have a couple days for her to recover yeah. and stuff. Cool. But this is your first show ever in San Diego. Uh, yes. that, no, well, I said that, but <clears throat> I played here uh, not as Marky Basie, but oh, in, okay. in, a, in a former uh, version of my old band. Oh, yeah. You know, thing yeah. I was in. So. How did that I've, I've trans- been here before. From you going into a band into being solo, how did that work out? Uh, I was in a band called 2AM Club. We were signed when I was like 20 years old. Wow. Um, so it was a long, a long time ago. And uh, we had some success for like the first year and a half. It was six people. Really difficult to... Oh, wow. Keep together. We wrote every song together. Six people. And that was the only way that I... That was how I was introduced to creating music was mm-hmm. in uh, that populated of a collaborative process. How did that right. happen? Like how did the... I didn't grow up making music, so I didn't know. When people, I used to write poems and raps and all that, and then uh, I wanted to perform them, and that was my outlet to perform them. But I didn't realize that that's not how you write songs. You don't write songs with six people. Yeah. No one does that. Bands write songs. You know, people contribute little things, but at the end of the day, one person has to be struck with one idea. People can help you build around it, but. A song doesn't just come from five people at once. And uh, that kind of eventually just eroded everything that we really had as a band and made it harder and harder. And then we um, became a little less successful. We had like some success on our first single. Yeah. And it just it did the natural thing. But we did good. Was it kind of like a too many chiefs in the kitchen type of thing? Too many cooks in the kitchen. Thank you. Too, too I was many like chiefs in the kitchen. Then Indians. <laughs> too many chiefs in the tribe. Uh... I got it you. does take a village to yeah. raise. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, uh, everyone in that band was exceptionally talented, so I learned so much, and 
But I think though too, like in a band of six people, it's harder to get personal with yourself and make the song more personal because it's so many stories into one. And I think that's one thing that I know that I've read about you, how you're like super big on everything being like relatable and like an experience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so uh, I guess I have a question regarding like your new album that's out. That's dope as fuck, by the way. Mm-hmm. So everyone, please go check out Gossip Con. Yeah, for real. Um, like, is there anything that inspired you or that pushes you to be so exposed with your fans, or or is it just because you can write more about what you know? Like, why do you do that so much? I think that I began <coughs> um, performing uh, like poetry, rapping, music as a a method of like therapy kind of and my first favorite person musician that inspired me in music was Tupac you know like we all come uh, went to the same high school as Tupac and he's from the Bay Area and so when I was like even eight years old once I started listening to him before that I had listened to like uh classic soul music, you know, music my parents would play, and then some kids started listening to, like, rock, like, Nirvana and stuff, and when I would listen to, like, you know, distorted rock and roll guitar music, I never got any, I couldn't hear what they were saying, so I never really connected. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm a very verbal person. Um, you know, words are, like, music to me. So when I heard, started listening to Tupac, I could just listen to it all day. Yeah. And everything he said was so poignant and um <clears throat> you could tell that he was like sticking up for himself, yeah. for his people, for his struggle. And each song even it sometimes it's about, you know, his mom, sometimes it's about his sister or whatever. Sometimes it's about killing his enemies, but it's always like clear. Yeah. And I like the idea I like at that time I really latched on to that. Like you have if you're going through something you can like fight against it just by making songs and then I, I discovered Bob Marley he did the same thing yeah. so it's just that's my uh, that that was my introduction into being a musician and that's like my understanding of how to make music it doesn't come from a technical place it does now it does uh, in terms of like arranging songs I've learned all that stuff yeah, in the curb but mm-hmm. the real inspiration for me is uh, self-expression and like through words like I don't play piano I can't express myself really on a piano yeah. so it's always been about make sure each song is really making you feel like you're getting off like okay this that's I'm so dope. no this, that's you know? how that's so how I felt when I was listening to your album because it's more so like as you're listening you're and anti- like you want to know how the story ended or like what mm-hmm. you're exactly. gonna say next or like how this certain situation like ended up which was like super cool yeah mm-hmm. but one thing i wanted to ask you because like you're for people who don't know like you wrote songs for pete for other mm-hmm. artists for a very long time and because this is your first like fucking album how did you pick who you wanted featured on what song like did you have a specific sound and a specific person in mind you know uh no <laughs> i mean <clears throat> gerald is just my homie you know we he's from the bay also mm-hmm. we've made like six songs together so when i did you and me he was around a lot i was actually working on his album as a writer mm-hmm. you know just helping him out i think this is good let me like i gave him a couple ideas so that was already kind of there um yg just 
pulled up in his Maybach one day and was just in just my studio, studio randomly. Let's what? make a song. Do like most <clears> collabs <throat> work like that though? Like you're just a lot, chilling? A lot of them really do. Like I have a song so on French Montana's album. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you were kicking it? Yeah, just like in the same studio. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Who else is on my album? Kaylani. Like, Kaylani came, came to my to my little studio when uh, <clears throat> when I was just getting started on my thing, on my Marky Basie project. She had just gotten out of America's Got Talent yeah. or something, yeah. and she had a manager, and he was like, I got this girl, and I think she's really going to be some, uh, check her out. I saw a video of her, I was like, yeah, she looks pretty, like, she sounds pretty. This time, she was like a kid, still. Okay, she wasn't okay. like sexy Kehlani. She Yeah, she was just like a kid. Mm-hmm. And this is maybe like, how long ago was that, Josh? 2013? Yeah. Oh, so, wow, five years. Yeah, so it was like a long time ago. And then I worked with her, and I was like, wow, it's the best person I've ever worked with. No Really? Way. Why? First, yeah. She just, her talent level, like, I'm so much older than her, and she was just as good as me at everything. Really? Obviously, you know, like, she could already construct harmonies. She wrote all her own stuff. She was maybe 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. To be able to, like, really write, like, there's no 17-year-olds that really write their own mm-hmm. music. Like, even... They're lying when they say they do, you know. Yeah. I like I I'm in the industry. I watch it. Like they might write some things, but Carolina's like, Oh, you just give me twenty minutes. Wrote no this, way. wrote wrote the song, you know, did her part, wrote the uh you know, built out her harmonies, put ad libs over my parts and then was just like having fun dancing with her friends and mm-hmm. I was blown away. And I, it was funny too because my little cousin <clears throat> is an aspiring singer. She's like She's probably a few years younger than Kaylani, but mm-hmm. she was there that day, and she was. I was like, "That's like, <laughs> you like that's what a girl looks like who's gonna become a famous singer, wow. Sasha, you know." And she saw that happen. So, Kaylani and me have been close since then. And then Kaylani, yeah. I opened up for Kaylani on her first tour ever, okay. which was also my first tour. Um, so we just always been close. Another Bay Area person. Yep. Yeah, I love how like I I feel that Bay Area artists try to exactly support each other, mm-hmm. and it's just a really cool bond, you know. That I feel that like do you do you agree with that? Honestly, we have yeah of course like it's not really that much different. Like, Problem has songs with Ty Dolla Sign yep. and YG, and they do the same thing in every every hood, every every uh, region. You know, people look out for each other. I'm sure Kodak Black has songs with, like, 50, yeah. you know, southern rappers that you never heard of. ATL. Yeah, ATL, all that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in the Bay, I think that um, we've just been getting more popular now. More yeah. people yeah. know about us. There's more Bay Area artists on tour buses running around. So it's, uh, it's just um, finally turning into a bigger deal, yeah. you know, our, our region. Um, you know, I, I always listened to Bay Area music and thought it was the best so for me True. It, it never uh, I just feel like now everyone's finding out what I always have known nice uh, your album Gossip Column how did that or were there talks about the name being kind of something different and then it being changed to that I kind of heard some talks about it being a yeah. different name and so would you come the first, come up the first it? name came to me in a dream what <laughs> which was I'm here I'm good I'm in exile mhm and I have a jacket that I got like embroidered. Yeah, like embroidered on there. So that that was the first name, and then I had a song on the album called Gossip Columns. Yeah. Oh. But then when I started to listen to the album, I just realized 
<clears throat> this album is very pop. It's still deep and cool, but it's not like a tripped out Frank Ocean like no. album. It's very to the point, uh-huh. and it's more concise than that. And it's just like gossip con. Like every story is just like me kind of going through the you know ups and downs in Hollywood and just mm-hmm. dealing with the scene. Really, that's what it's about, and how you know what that does to people and what it means not just for people in LA but you know everywhere yeah, yeah. and so gossip columns just felt like the perfect name like yeah it was that's, just that's weird dope. me and uh, Max Shoot, my photographer he was he's really into like branding mm-hmm. and he was just like this I'm here I'm good I'm in exile man like no one's gonna even remember that you know I see. like you gotta like can we get like a stronger so we just went with it cool that's awesome and now looking back you're proud of that very I'm yeah very nice. juiced about that um, you wrote a song, one of my favorite songs, Beat It by Sean Kingston. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? <laughs> and I did, I actually found out when researching about you and I said, I jaw dropped. I said, that is literally one of my favorite songs by him and just in general, cause it's amazing. Um, I want to know how that song came about as far as, did you write it and you know it was going to be for Sean Kingston and Chris Brown or did you know? Yeah. Like that, how do you pick? Yeah. Like how does that work as far as a songwriter? Me and my bro, Nick Knack, were just sitting in his room in his house. He had to be, and uh, Sean came in. Sean liked a couple of my other songs, <clears throat> and Sean said he had a hook. He ain't that up. He ain't even dry calling my phone. Yeah. So he had already had the hook, and then they were like, "I just need some verses." I just wrote the verses. You been out here looking for I did that part We did it with someone else too And he was in the house And then this was when I was actually I hadn't been in like the real music scene yet I had just been like I had been just touring in a band Like I had never been around any like real Big shit you know And then that night the song was sounding so good Sean was like we should go to the studio over here Chris Brown came in godly ass Chris Brown for real like for real I was working with Chris Brown it was cool yeah he's uh he was like really on he was like fuck up when I when Mm -hmm. I saw him yeah but watching him listen to music is insane like Like, down to his little pinky finger just everything is like popping and locking and he just looks like a robot yeah like absorbing Sound and like his the way that he just moves and responds to it. It's insane. It's unlike anything I ever saw. Um, And I will say too, I I always forget about this story, but I was playing him. He made us listen to six hundred Chris Brown songs. Yo, I hear that he like has a A shit ton of music that nobody even knows about. I mean, everyone does. Everyone. That's true. It's like really. We have a thousand songs. Like everyone has so many songs because we do this shit all day. Yeah. And everyone, <laughs> you could ask, you could ask any any artist, and in their in their camp, like people will have like, oh, he didn't even put out his best song that time. Yeah. It's just always like that. Ty Dolla Sign got the most song. Like I hear stuff he's done that I'm like, why isn't this out? Yeah. Um. Excuse me. So. uh but I played Chris this one. I was trying to convince him to sing this like acoustic ballad thing, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Bro, you you gotta do this, man. Is this no you?" Way. He was like, "Is this you? You gotta do this." And I remember being like, "Yeah, maybe I will." Like at some point, that's when I was only focused on writing. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool. No. <clears throat> cool Wait. Moment. So 
is there a moment for you that you decided like I can't just write this like I yeah. people need to hear me you know well yes what happened was so then <clears throat> I was with my homie Nick Nacks producer big hit producer one of my best friends and we had been working on this girl Pia Mia oh yeah for like two years every day working as hard as I could me and him together as partners and then to write for her <clears throat> writing for her and it was a struggle and then I was just like 12 hours a day at least well, writing for, for her else. yeah but that was fine because I thought like she was going to be Rihanna and I was going to be the new Rihanna's principal songwriter and like person so I was like maybe this the band thing didn't work this is my new path and then my manager was kind of like no this is not the right you need we need to focus on this Marky Basie thing and then uh, me and uh, Nick what, while we were working on all the Pia stuff he made Loyal he made oh, the beat no. for Loyal and I had nothing to do with it <clears throat> and I was just like it's a sign like, if I was here with this person in this room every day for, like, over a year, 18 months, and then, and then like, the, the, the lightning that struck in the room had nothing to do with Pia, had nothing to do with me. So I was just kind of like, maybe this is a sign. You know, he went on a string with Chris, like they did A.O. with Tyga yeah. and Loyal. And so it was just kind of clear that, like, maybe I should like push you know for my own because as hard as I'm trying this so hard yeah. and nothing's really happening and then I just like fully went for it I was like fuck it that's so cool you know and I, so I just fully focused on myself did my own music and how, how did you and BB link up for this tour <clears throat> um we uh, uh we have like similar our managers know each other. Yeah. It just kind of fit. Mm-hmm. Hon- honestly, like, I love BB. She's an incredible, incredible... Oh, actually, it's because of G-Eazy. Oh, we oh, met shit. on the G-Eazy tour. You know, because oh, she would yeah. do me, myself, yeah. and I, and I would do you and me and some kind of drug. Uh-huh. Love that song, by the way. Thank you. Um, it's all dope. That's yeah, so thing. she's just, like, a really dope chick, really talented. I don't, like, musically, we're not the same, like, at all. And this tour is kind of, like, you know... It's nice for our fans to be able to see each other, but I wouldn't say that we necessarily are, like, in the same... Right, realm. ...lane or whatever, but she's makes smashes and is an amazing talent, mm-hmm. so it's just, like, it just worked out. The yeah. timing worked out, too. And, yeah. like, one thing I think people should really know about your album is that you're... Your sound is so unique, and I think also because you just understand music, like, you're able to fit so many different types of genres. Yeah. So, like, I feel like this record, like, showcases how versatile you can be and, like, all these types of different vibes. Is there a reason why? Or, like, do you just enjoy making all this type of music? Like, how did you mix all that in? Do you mind if I do this while I talk? You know, I'm really you sorry. Totally my, cool. What I is cut, it? I just cut my finger hella bad. Oh, shit. Really. Is it rubbing alcohol? Yeah, it's just a little. Like, no, do you? Do you? Um, but I'm. I. Uh, oh no. No, no, it's fine. I just, I'm just keep looking at it and it's looking back at me. Um. My reflection. I don't like it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just love all kinds of music. Honestly, that's like a weakness that I had on this album. That I, I in the future, when I make projects, I would probably like to have a little more cohesion <clears throat> throughout all the songs. 
but you know I love like I like coming up with chords on the piano and singing soulful songs and I like just getting off sometimes and talking that shit so that's dope well, thank I get God. to do both. Like, yeah. think about, like, I, I like Post Malone a lot. Like, he does that, nice. too. That's kind of the future. There's no boxes anymore. No one cares. Yeah. Everyone listens to everything. I th- yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's People true. even listen to country now. Yep. People used to always say, I listen to everything but country. Yeah. Now it's, everyone loves country. That used to be dude. the standard, You're like, right. oh, what kind of music do you like? Well, I like everything but opera and, and country. <laughs> For real. Opera you gets know? no love. And that shit is lit as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But nowadays, people understand, like... Music has become genreless. It's just yeah. you're you're popping or you're not. And uh, so for me, we got like yeah, full blown acoustic songs on my album. You know, kind of soul. My favorite song on the album is "Don't Let Her Go." Nice. It's a piano, like mm-hmm. just a six eight, like, uh, like kind of vibey piano joint. Yeah. But we also have you know full blown. Plot twist is on there too. So. True. Well, before we end, can we play a little game with you? Yes. It's called This or That. You're just going to choose one. Okay. All right? Just give me a sec while Jess. Oh, I s- oh, can I start? Yeah, go ahead and start. All right, cool. You ready? Yep. Prince or Michael? <sighs> Prince. Whoa. Mac or PC? Mac. Uh, okay, for Doritos, Cool Ranch or like the original Red? Cool Ranch. Yeah. Def Jam or Murder, Inc.? Snapchat or Instagram? Um. She's like neither. That's hard for me, <laughs> no. honestly. Instagram, Instagram. Push up. Instagram. Uh, Jay Z or Nas? Nas. I mean, that's I could talk about that for a whole entire podcast, but the thing, <laughs> the difference between Jay Z and Nas to me, is that Jay Z had the better career. He won the big mm. movie of life. Got mm-hmm. the baddest. Wife of all time, all that shit. Yes. But, but to me, just personally, Illmatic is like the the singular greatest album of all time of any genre, even more than a Tupac album. And I don't even wow. like Nas more than Tupac in any way. But for some reason, Illmatic is the most inspiring, most beautiful thing I ever heard. And an eighteen year old black kid from the fucking gutter in the projects made that. And you know it's like I feel <clears throat> like shit like that doesn't happen anymore. Like For real? that's like a real young genius made that album, and I feel like that should happen more. And Jay Z made Reasonable Doubt, but he made it when he was like twenty six. Yeah. There's just something. There's just something about Illmatic that when I listen to it, I just it makes me happy that I'm part an American. It like makes me patriotic, you know. So for that reason, I gotta I gotta go with Nas. Dope. Yeah, we'll we'll end on that. For yeah, sure. that was thank, so sick. Thank you so much thank for you your time bro. and like talking to welcome. us. <laughs> like, it's so cool. Anytime, anytime. Yeah, good luck tonight. I'll be there watching. Okay, so thank you guys. I appreciate Yay. it. Yay! Thank you. Cool. Kill it tonight. I shall.